This is a story about a dude named Lane. Then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one of the Today we're going to talk about the cons of why you should not be doing these burrs. So for those of you guys who don't know what BRRRR stands for, it's an acronym for Buy, Rehab, Rent, Refinance, Repeat. It's this clever little term created by folks on the internet where you pick up a property, you rehab it, and you increase the value of it. You rent it out in the meantime, but then the, the trick comes is when you get a, a loan on it from a bank and you get all your original capital back out. And a lot of times, in theory, you can get all your initial capital and be sort of in the deal for nothing. If you've done one of these deals before, well, good job for you. You probably made a bunch of equity this way and likely got into the deal for no money, like I said. But from my outsider's perspective, it's successful most of the time, like 70%, but it always takes time. So as higher net worth investors, like in our group, for some of us, at least time is more important than getting the best deal or in this case, free equity. When you add in the element of the risk, it takes the decision closer. Most accredited investors would not bother with a turnkey renter or any type of burr because of the scalability. The sub $200,000 net worth bro might be really excited about getting into a cool $60,000 property with no equity after doing a successful burr. However, $20,000 of manufactured equity means very little for an accredited investor. So if you're going to do these things, here are some considerations for you to think about. First, have you done a partnership with this general contractor before? Is it a small-time general contractor or is it a larger, bigger size builder? A lot of our apartment deals, that's why I like this commercial world because a lot of our contractors and vendors are big companies with a lot of times $5, $10 million plus of insurance. They're just on that scale. And they're much more sophisticated than your run-of-the-mill general contractor that, run, that drives a little Toyota truck around. So I'd be very skeptical of the deal unless you're incentivizing the person who is your builder or your rehabber or your general contractor to do a good job and uh, not cut corners behind your back, especially if you're a remote investor like a lot of us are. Really, there's no recourse for you to kind of have oversight. Now, some people will have like an inspector kind of verify this stuff. But to me, it's just a, a matter of time before you get screwed over. So maybe I'm just cynical, but I feel like this business proposition puts all the risks on you, the investor. And you basically are giving your GC or rehabber free reign to possibly screw you over. So right now, I'm actually doing one of these on one of my properties where I have a property as is value of $160,000. This is in Birmingham. It's actually, I've held this property for a number of years and then I was saying, I'm going mostly to syndications and private placements for the scalability. And I, I feel they're stronger returns, risk-adjusted returns. So I'm looking to rehab this property. The rehab estimates around $40,000 and there seems to be a bunch of margin. The ARV or after repair value is about $250,000. So one of the things that could possibly go wrong here are another you know, renovation could easily go over as most larger renovations typically do. What many translate to a 25% overrun on the $40,000 estimate is in total in the realm of possibility. That could be a swing of plus about 100,000 or 
$10,000. We work with hardworking professionals looking to opt out of investments for the clueless. I mean mainstream investing. We work with people we have a direct relationship while enjoying higher returns and a quicker path to financial freedom. I personally move my endorsement from turnkey rentals to syndications as my net worth has grown. However, the downside of many of these deals is that you need at least $50,000 to invest and the frequency of deals that meet my criteria is sporadic. Check out my article at simplepassivecashflow.com slash OFUND and learn how I always have cash on hand by using the American Home Preservation Fund as part of this one-two punch to be ready for a great deal while still making a double-digit return. I have been investing in AHP since 2016. AHP is a crowdfunding solution to the mortgage crisis in America, where collectively the fund and investors like you pull their money together and get great bulk discounts on distressed mortgages. It's a business model that I think gets stronger should a bump in the economy come, because this is where there will be even more distressed inventory for AHP to purchase. The American Home Preservation Fund aims to keep people in their homes so you can make a 10% return while making a positive social impact. Invest in as little as $100 by going to ahpservicing.com investors. And if you want the free Burn Zone book and learn about George Newberry's story, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's a liability. So let's say the builder has other high-paying renovation jobs or priorities that he would rather concentrate on. And your project kind of falls by the wayside, and at least the schedule goes back. A lot of these markets, if you don't get the property on the market by September, October, you're waiting another three to five months to really get it back on the market in March or the summertime of the next year. And in the best case scenario in this situation, maybe I make an extra $20,000 of profit here. But the question is, is it really worth the time and the, the headache? The other thing to think about is that you're wiring huge sums of money. A lot of times these guys will want to do uh, want all the money up front, which I would never recommend. You always want to have some kind of a draw schedule and to be able to control the funds. Granted, the general contractor needs to purchase supplies and probably backfill the payments on their past project, not associate with you too, because it's this big continuous cycle. And that's, that's why I don't really like working with these general contractors because a lot of these guys, their net worth is under $200,000 and they frankly just are insolvent. And when things get really tough, they need to pay off, pay their family bills and put food on the table. They're going to screw you over the person who's potentially a thousand miles away that has really no recourse. So at the very least, make sure you have some kind of draw schedule or control, create project completion milestones. And just like when I was a project engineer, it all comes down to your scope schedule budget. Like we've talked about the budget there, but also the scope. What are you guys working on? create a full scope of work and sign con construction contract. And then also no contract is complete without a detailed schedule. So the reason why you get the schedule is because now you can point to certain milestones along the way and, and hold them accountable for. It can't just be completed by a certain date and there needs to be some level of detail in there because inevitably things will pop up and there's there's some of the, the internal milestones that are in the control of the contractor. You can hold them accountable to them much easier. Of course, I'm kind of glazing over the top of a lot of this stuff. And like, it's just from the, my perspective, for a lot of working professionals that we work with, you know, a lot of doctors, lawyers, engineers, 
folks making over a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year to get a twenty to thirty thousand dollars equity by doing one of these burrs that take anywhere from three to nine months, it's just not worth the trouble. Now it's it's fine if you don't have that much money, your net worth is under a quarter million or half a million. This is the stuff that you potentially have to do. But the way I grew my net worth from zero to half a million was I just bought that first rental property, then I bought the next one three, four years later. Um, I didn't get up to 11 rental properties until, you know, I bought my first one in 2009 and I didn't get that, that 11 month until around 2015, 16. So what a lot of people don't realize, it took me almost a decade to get up to that stage. And I just closing things out, focus on being an investor, not a landlord. Now do the math here by picking up single family home rental properties that cash flow 300 bucks a month, you're going to need 20 or 40 of those things to replace your income. Again, I had 10 of these things and I had an eviction or two every year and three or four big things that happened, such as like an HVAC going out or some kind of plumbing leak. But imagine if you had 30 of those, just 3x those numbers. Now you're talking about an eviction seemingly every other month and uh, some kind of big catastrophe every few weeks. Now, directly investing in a turnkey rental or a small multifamily is a great way to start to build up and learn, but to create that war chest to go into more scalable investments should be the progression. And that's personally why I do private placements and syndications today. Now, if your net worth, income minus expenses under $300,000 or you're barely able to save $30,000, Look, syndications are not for you. Stick with these turnkey rentals or even do these burrs that we're kind of against in this whole video. You're going to have a little more gains that way. What you're doing is you're essentially trading your sweat equity for that extra equity at the end. If you guys have uh, any other questions, please submit it to simplepassivecashflow.com slash question. And uh, we are also starting a new program to help out newer investors trying to pick up their first few single family home remote rentals. Check out more details of that at simplepassivecashflow.com slash incubator. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.